Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, glad you're with us. A lot going on, obviously. If you haven't been following the news today, we have a lot to bring you up to speed on, including the massive hundreds and hundreds of thousands of protesters that have descended on Washington, D.C., and now made their march to the U.S. Capitol. And literally, I, I'm, I was a little surprised at the fact that the Capitol was not more securely protected, but apparently not. And many of the protesters apparently have made their way inside. Uh, I've seen one or two videos of some vandalism. Uh, every good, decent, honorable American would condemn all violence and urge any protesters that want to go down that road you know, I see a lot of older people, moms and dads and, and families and stuff. But you, there's always going to be the agitators in some of these groups. And you don't want them uh, to take control and, and all the necessary police force should and will be used. Uh, apparently a standoff outside of the House door chambers. Not sure why. They knew this was coming. They knew there was going to be a march. They knew they were headed to the Capitol. I'm not surprised. I am surprised that they didn't have more of a police presence there. Um, when they got there and, um, you know, but you you can look at the news media, they are outraged. Well, I thought they liked peaceful protesters because they certainly said enough complimentary things about the Chaz chop autonomous summer of love, free spaghetti potluck dinner zones. And so I thought they were all for peaceful protests. Uh, apparently not. If you are a Trump supporter or a a conservative that does not like, all the news that we have learned about the varying election issues that have come up. I want to explain in detail, if I can, um, what today is is about and why people are feeling the way they're feeling, if to the extent that I think I can. And this is not something that is has happened here in a vacuum. And I would argue, and I have been arguing that this is something that has been building and building for a long period of time. Now, for the very specifics, you've got Senator Ted Cruz in the, in the, in the Senate. We'll check in with some congressmen later. 
And we have people on the ground, including John Solomon, Rose Tennant will be joining us today. Um, so we have on this program, we've been asking questions. Why is there a complete lack of curiosity when you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of eyewitnesses that signed affidavits under the penalty of perjury? Why it is nobody except for very few of us in the media that would even allow them to tell their story about what they saw in terms of November 3rd and the counting that extended even beyond that date. Um, we have gone into detail about the Wisconsin Supreme Court's ruling and the and frankly, the stinging dissent of the chief justice of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin and how the law in Wisconsin couldn't be any more clear than it is about uh, about mail-in ballots. And this is a law that has also been upheld by the courts in terms of precedent um, many, many times. And yet it wasn't in this case. We have spoken at length about the Constitution in the great state of Pennsylvania and how that Constitution, with very specific exceptions, rare exceptions, does not allow for mail-in balloting. But yet the legislature there you know, bypassing their own state constitution. There's a process to amend a constitution. They didn't follow it. Um, and that's happening. And we, then, of course, we got to the great state of Georgia. We have a lot to report on Georgia today. And in Georgia, when this consent agreement, remember Democrats sued, Democratic Party of Georgia, Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committees in the early part of 2020. And they came up with a consent agreement with the Secretary of State and the Secretary of State unilaterally not going to the state legislators as prescribed by our own Constitution, which would have been make would which would have made it constitutionally valid, but I doubt it would have it, it would manifest itself in its current form, and that resulted in drop boxes and two sets of standards for signature verification, a more rigid standard for day of election day voters that had to present voter ID, their signature checked with the state database to make sure that you are the person that you say you are, et cetera, very rigid. And then a more relaxed standard for people with mail-in ballots that was not run by the state data system. Uh, then we have the issue of, okay, even again, last night reports, people 10, 20 feet away. You didn't have partisan observers, or, although all of these states have statutory language that allow when the counting of ballots is happening, for partisan observers to watch the vote count. Didn't happen again last night, just as an aside here. Um, you can add to that chain of custody issues and with, with ballots, etc. And so this is this is but one instance, if you will, all of those issues leading up to a frustration and an anger among those people, the 83%, according to Gallup, Republicans, the 30% of of independents and even millions and millions of Democrats that do not feel that the election was free and fair, et cetera. Now that leads us into what the House is was trying to do today. They're not in session now. Mo Brooks actually said that they've kind of been locked in the House chamber and tear gas has even been released in the rotunda of the Capitol. Again, unconfirmed reports, but we're watching and monitoring all of this and we'll keep updating you throughout the day here today. And so what we have here is that Ted Cruz, 11 other senators want an electoral commission that would have the authority to investigate these claims because so many Americans don't have faith, confidence, integrity in the results of the election. 
the mob, the media has had no desire whatsoever to give any of these things consideration. And now there's a history that goes along with this. And the history is that same media has spent had spent three long years pushing a phony, false uh, truther narrative of Trump Russia collusion that never had happened. That same media mob protected Hillary Clinton and her violation of the Espionage Act and and wiping her subpoenaed emails clean a million different ways and bleach bit and everything in between. They didn't cover. They never dared to even consider that she paid for a dirty Russian disinformation dossier. And that dossier was then used to spy on then candidate Trump, transition team Trump, and then President Trump. Again, there's a history here culminating in what we now see in Washington today. If you want to know why I think this is this has gotten to this point, I am telling you where I think a lot of this frustration is coming from. And so then we get into the election problems that I just mentioned, not paying attention at all to eyewitnesses. But wait a minute, these are the same Democrats and the same media that praise the one anonymous hearsay non-whistleblower whistleblower as patriotic and courageous. Well, the hundreds and hundreds of, of legal affidavits signed by eyewitnesses, nobody in the media ever cared to look at. No, except for a few of us. Nobody in the mob wanted to touch it. They didn't care because they got the result they wanted. Nobody in the, on the Democratic side cared at all. Nobody on the Democratic side ever stood up against Hillary's Russian disinformation dossier. They were all outraged, feigning outrage about the potential of Trump-Russia collusion. When we find out Hillary paid for a Russian disinformation dossier, they have no interest, no curiosity whatsoever. If we're a nation run by the rule of law, which we need to be, then we should keep that in mind. And I urge everybody that is in Washington to always be peaceful and look out for your fellow citizens, whether they agree or disagree with you. Um, but when you when you literally ignore specific state laws like Michigan and Wisconsin and the constitutional straightforward language in Pennsylvania and you, you allow a, a, a lax system for mail in ballots for signature verification in Georgia versus day of voters, that's not equal justice under the law. And when you don't have a chain of custody and you don't have partisan observers as the law requires, these are all big issues. And then you're ignored. Then the media has a very different take. They care about a quid and a pro and a quo, but they totally and completely ignore Joe and Ukraine and Burisma and zero experience Hunter and leveraging a billion dollars. This again, this is this is this has not been a single incident. I, I'm arguing that there has been, you know, systemic institutional failure in this country that has many Americans angry and frustrated. If you if you have any desire to understand what might be happening and why people feel the way they feel right now, if you care to get to the root cause of the truth, that's part of it. The mob, the media is corrupt. Democratic Party is corrupt. They only care about Russia collusion if it's Trump, not Hillary. Uh, they don't care about the rule of law if it's as long as they're going after Trump and Trump associates. And they don't care about premeditated fraud on a FISA court if that's what it's going to take to get that job done. If they really cared about Russian interference, they would have equally covered that issue. They don't. 
If they cared about real quid pro quos, they would have investigated Joe Biden and zero experience Hunter and what Joe said on tape instead of exonerated. If they really, instead of spending every instead of spending every second of every minute of every hour of every day, you know, bludgeoning Trump, they might have done a little bit of their job in vetting the Biden family or the foreign family syndicate that deals with Russian oligarchs to make millions of dollars and wire transfers and Kazakhstan oligarchs to get money for new cars or Chinese nationals that take you on spending sprees or the Bank of China and what became a $1.5 billion deal. And we've yet to find or discover any examples of experience with Hunter there. And so people see the duplicity. They see the double standard. They see the hypocrisy. And then they feel on top of it all that their votes don't matter and that they're being ignored and that everybody's fine because they just can't stand Donald Trump. Anyway, so Ted Cruz and these other senators and these House members are saying, no, we we need to take when such a high percentage of the American people see fraud and dishonesty in their election and corruption in their system. The allegations are serious And there are too many people in Washington that just wanted to dismiss it out of hand. Almost everybody in the media, the same thing. Don't look at them. Don't consider them. Because anyway, we got the result we wanted. And so what the senator did was to put together a coalition. And what this coalition basically is, and the arguments he made very articulately today, that he has an obligation, sworn oath to the country, and to get to the bottom of what happened. And he's basically been calling for an emergency 10-day audit of results. Audit the results, consider the claims that others have ignored heretofore, and look at the evidence. And if you're a member of Congress, you, you would want integrity, I would think, in this system. That would be good. That would be healthy. So they started the process today, and that triggers then two hours of debate in each chamber, the House and the Senate, Obviously, it's been disrupted as of now. Um, and then the then the senator made a good point in his speech today and last night on TV with me. And he talked about the struggle. You didn't even think anybody had a good choice in any of this. And, you know, on the other hand, you know, we don't want to be voting or set aside election results. He said, I want to get to the right thing. And then he talked about the historical precedent of 1876. I'll pick it up there on the other side. But if there's any desire... To really understand, it is it has been a pattern of dismissal, ignoring double standards, hypocrisy, injustices even, that literally major institutions have been involved in. I've been talking about this for a long time and culminating in what was a big rally today. And, and now it's at, at on the House floor of the Capitol. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity show monitoring events at the uh, U.S. Capitol today as the uh, people that were marching uh, at the rally for Trump today, uh, literally uh, going into the, the U.S. Capitol. President just tweeting, I'm asking, rightly so, I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Um, you're, you know, unfortunately you get big crowds, you're always going to have a few lunatics, but I did see a lot of families. I did see, you know, people that just seem like your next door neighbor. Um, and I know that the mob and the media will want to paint this with a broad brush and say, see, this is, this is what the Trump supporter people really are like. Put that aside. So let me go to the, the argument that Ted Cruz is making when he went back and found the precedent of 18 76 and the, from that election in 1877 congress didn't as he pointed out last night on tv that was the election between rutherford b hayes and samuel tilden and there were just like this election allegations of voter fraud in that case three states florida louisiana south carolina in congress 1877 they didn't say uh we have no solution here we can't do anything we've got to ignore the allegations what they did is appoint an electoral commission. So we have a precedent for this. It consisted of five House members, five senators, and, and five U.S. Supreme Court justices. They were charged with reviewing the evidence and making a determination about the disputed ballots. And what he's urging is this 10-day period, and that is to instill some sense of confidence in the results based on eyewitnesses not listening, listened to and the Wisconsin law not being followed and the Pennsylvania Constitution and the dual signature verification standards and no partisan observance. That's what he's that's what he's talking about, Um, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. And that's why he said we should follow that precedent. And, you know, and then Levin did make a good point afterwards from a constitutional perspective. You know, 
our Constitution is clear in Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 about how electors are chosen. And when you go over these individual states, well, I'll do that on the other side. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, President uh, now speaking out again, please support our Capitol uh, Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. As uh, some people now, the the Capitol um, has a lot of the protesters from earlier today now, they have descended into the Capitol. There is a report of one shooting I've not been able to confirm it fully. The president also tweeting out, I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. And um, I know everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully, he said, and patriotically make your voices heard today. We'll see whether Republicans stand strong for the integrity of our elections. I'm, again, trying to, if you want the background, so... am am I saying that uh, people are going to protest? The people that seem to always want to praise peaceful protesters are the media and the Democratic Party because they went to great lengths 
to defend and even instances where there was violence. They didn't condemn the violence. I condemn anybody involved in any incident involved in violence. It's that simple. We got to protect everybody. And I don't care whether you agree with somebody or disagree. Protect our police. You got to protect kids that are at this rally and older people that are at this rally. And why are if we're going to ask what are people angry about? Well, I've watched a lot of people being interviewed by Griff Jenkins and others today. And when you look at what we have chronicled over and over on this program, and we're one of the few places to do it. You know, you had hundreds and hundreds of eyewitnesses that were completely ignored. Now, if they were whistleblowers, if they were hearsay whistleblowers, if they were anonymous whistleblowers, they'd be called patriotic and courageous if they're going after Trump. But the eyewitnesses that signed affidavits, the eyewitnesses under the threat of perjury that wanted to tell their story were, except for a few with few exceptions like my shows, they were ignored. The law in Wisconsin was clear. The chief justice's dissent was brutal in its takedown of not following Wisconsin law. The Pennsylvania Constitution is clear about about mail-in voting. They don't allow it, but yet they bypass their own Constitution. If you don't like the Constitution in your state, you can always change that. In Georgia, then we have the consent agreement issue because of the lawsuit brought by Democrats in early 2020. Partisan observers, even again last night, reports, nope, there was no real observing 20 feet away. Again, well, that's not observing. Um, and then if you, you, if you want to look at the four years of utter breathtaking hypocrisy, again, how come people feel like things are not fair? Well, if you have any sense of fairness or decency or objectivity, and you look at the the witch hunt on Russia that turned out to be false, three long years of lies and conspiracy theories, all, you know, media truthers and their allies in the Democratic Party truthers, um, they were wrong. And then when we did have real evidence of real, a real Russian dossier bought and paid for, they wanted no part of it. They didn't want any part of that, that unverifiable dossier being used to spy on candidate Trump. Who in the media ever said this can't happen in this country? Who in the media ever said, wait a minute, that, that's abuse of power, that's corruption. Who in the media ever apologized for the conspiracy theories that they, lied, that they were spewing daily? Nobody. What Democrat ever spoke out against premeditated fraud on a FISA court using Hillary's bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier? I can't think of any Democrat. What Democrats spoke out about the real quid pro quo with Joe to protect zero experience Hunter being paid millions? You know, whoever criticized the Russia payments, the wire transfer from a Russian oligarch, the first lady of Moscow or the Kazakh oligarch or the Chinese national shop, uh, shopping spree for the Biden family, Hunter Biden or any of these things or who vetted Biden, period. What tough question was this guy ever asked? He was and he was protected. And so people feel like their voices aren't being heard and they're angry and they see a double standard and they see breathtaking hypocrisy. And so my take on this, and I'm asking everybody to always be peaceful and protect our law enforcement, set a good example for your children. You know, protesting is fine as long as it's peaceful. Um, that, that there are real issues that have divided this country. And that's what Ted Cruz was 
was in the process of beginning to resolve in the Senate today. Uh, our friend Rose Tennant is uh, on the ground in D.C. She's been reporting all day and in the middle of all of this all day. Rose, how are you? Hey, Sean, how are you doing? This is an amazing day. I've never seen anything like it in D.C. I've been to probably every protest, every march since the Tea Party days, and I've not ever seen anything quite like this before. Well, uh, listen, I mean, it's been amazing. Now, we do have instances where apparently there's I actually saw Twitter videos of people at the Capitol breaking windows uh, people in the hall, apparently there might be tear gas that was dispersed. There was reports of a gunshot that might have gone off. I don't know which side. I don't know who. I don't know if somebody right, was hurt. Was. I pray to God, yeah. no. There was. Yeah, you know what? I And I don't know who is responsible for what at this moment, but I can tell you that everyone I have seen um, that is surrounding the Capitol, these are peaceful people. But, but, Sean, at some point, these people break. And, you know, I think everyone is so accustomed to them being so, you know, they come, they do a, pre- a peaceful protest, and they go home. But you know what? Right now, they understand that this is, and I'm not, I'm not condoning any kind of violence, and I'm not sure who is responsible for it, so I'll wait to find out. But I have to tell you this, the same people that will say to you, excuse me, pardon me, as they're marching down the street if they step on your toe, are the ones who are really ticked off right now because they're really concerned. This is the hill they want to die on. This is a battle that is just as important to them as the Revolutionary War was because it's for the same thing. They are fighting for freedom. They're fighting for this republic. And they recognize that. You've got a lot of people who have had it. They are done. They are done. With Every the person done I saw interviewed is expressing, and I don't think there's a desire, Rose, to be very honest, for either the Democrats or the media to to really understand why people are feeling the way they're feeling. They just want to say, "Tough luck, you lost. We won. Goodbye," you know, etc. Um, right. And I think that you know, if, again, if there's a role reversal, why didn't they care about Hillary's bought and paid for dirty dossier? Why didn't they care? about premeditated fraud on a FISA court to spy on a candidate and a president of the United States that's unprecedented. Why didn't they care about Joe Biden's real quid pro quo with Hunter or Hunter's okay. you know, foreign financial uh, syndicate that he's running, making tons of money with no experience? Well, they didn't care at all. Why didn't they vet Biden before this election? None of that happened. And that does right. lead people to feel like, hey, the system's corrupt. These institutions yeah. are corrupt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like they feel that Democrats, if you, if you ask me, the Democrats and the media are responsible for this. I mean, this is, this is where we have come. And these people want their voice to be heard. They want to preserve the republic. And, you know, Mo Brooks, was at, I was um, listening to the president today. I was there at that rally. And Mo Brooks was talking. And, you know, Sean, I, I really see him as, as like a John Witherspoon, and here's why. When the men were meeting to, to sign that Declaration of Independence, there was a lot of hesitation. And who can blame them, right, because they were putting a target on their back. But I want to tell you, they all agreed it was something that needed to be done. Then John Witherspoon from New Jersey stands up and says, there is a tide in the affairs of men. Do you perceive it not before you? We cannot hesitate. And I swear to God, I feel like Mo Brooks, is John Witherspoon reincarnated because this man is calling on the Senate. He is calling on others to join the objection, to join in. And I can say, thank God for patriots like Mo Brooks and the others who are strong and courageous enough to say this is wrong. This, there's a tide in the affairs of men, and we perceive it right now because if we hesitate, we will lose our republic. God bless them. God bless them. Well, we're going to check in with you throughout the day today. And uh, where are you okay. right now? 
I am in the midst of it all, but it looks like things are wrapping up. So for the most part, are people uh, leaving the capital at this hour? Yeah, some are some are leaving. The mayor has just said that uh, there's a curfew now. Yeah, it's six p.m. Yeah. yeah, so um, I, I'm just going to play it a little safe, maybe a little bit of distance. That's all. But I am out here. All right. I don't know. It's pretty cold know. out there. Uh, that's cold. a tough assignment for the cold. show, Rose. That, that shows our, how deep our friendship goes over these many years. Thank you. We've been friends for a long time, Sean. Love you. All right. Thank you, Rose. You're the best. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. So, again, you know, when you look at the law in Wisconsin, if you look at the eyewitnesses, ignored the Pennsylvania Constitution, Georgia, no partisan. I mean, it is. And, and this is what Ted Cruz was trying to say. You may not agree with their arguments, but there are 83 percent of Republicans that feel this election was stolen. Agree or disagree? They deserve to be heard and we owe it to them to look into these specific issues. And then you'll say, well, the courts, okay, well, the courts didn't want anything to do with it. And the one court that actually took on a case that I felt was one of the strongest, I thought the Pennsylvania uh, case constitutionally was incredibly strong and powerful and simple to understand. The state constitution says it does not allow for mail-in voting. You want to change the constitution of Pennsylvania, you can change it go through the process to change or amend the Constitution. You know, you can't just ignore Wisconsin law or Michigan law, which many people, the 7 million ballots Michigan Secretary of State issued. Under Michigan law, you have to request a ballot. Same thing in, in I've told you all the instances in Wisconsin where they don't allow for mail-in balloting, but they did it, they bypassed it anyway. And then people look at this and it's like, well, why, why is this lawlessness occurring? And, you know, it's in that sense, it now becomes a real constitutional crisis. You got these battleground states. You've got laws violated, laws ignored, rules made up after the game is played. Um, No curiosity at all whatsoever. Mysterious lack of curiosity, because, you know, if it was against Trump, they would be all on top of it. And people see that breathtaking hypocrisy and the double standard. You know, okay. so what about the suits, Hannity, that went to court? Well, you know, that that isn't as important as what the Constitution's plain language says or the fact that a court will get maybe maybe take on 80 cases a year when they've got 8000 to choose from. That then becomes a problem. And the biggest issue that I I keep hearing over and over again, that. This is going to keep happening. And it was that was in the powerful dissent of the chief judge of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. This is not going to stop happening until you really deal with it and and have the courage, he said, to deal with it. And he was referring to the four justices in the majority, three in the minority. And he was the leading dissent. It's going to happen again and again until this court has the courage to deal with the law of the great state of Wisconsin. And so there is, there is the public is absorbing all of this. They feel that nobody cared about the law. Nobody cared about either the U.S. Constitution or state constitution. And they were there to peacefully protest. Now, um, with that said, you for those people that, in fact, aren't peacefully protesting, they're tainting 
the the reputations of the overwhelming majority that are protesting. There's not one good person that I know would ever support any any violence against anybody, any place, unwarranted, unless you're defending yourself and your life's at stake. That's pretty much it. We believe in, in peaceful protesting only, and, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what's got to win the day. Um, and then you get into some other issues here that we have going on. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is the day that they were going to protest this. It, I, it was pretty clear Senator Cruz was not optimistic last night that they would meet the threshold, that they'd be able to have this 10-day examination. And while they have maybe as many as 150 House members, they weren't confident. But it was a day to at least bring these issues to the forefront before these electors are, are, are then appropriated to Joe Biden. And that's what today is all about. Um, there, you know, I, I've said this before. If you would have told me five years ago that so many of these events that I'm discussing here, a witch hunt that turned out to be false, a double standard on quid pro quos and a double standard on hearsay whistleblowers versus those eyewitnesses that sign affidavits. If you would have told me that there is such a breathtaking double standard on connections to Russia and Kazakhstan and China and and Ukraine, I don't think I would have believed it all. If you told me uh, an, an entity I revere, the FBI would have some top people lie to a court over and over again to spy on a president. I wouldn't have believed it. A lot has changed in five years. My faith in institutions, you know, is pretty much gone. I don't think there's intellectual honesty anymore in the Democratic Party or in the media mob. And I think that this is, you know, culminating in a level of frustration that the country has. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear. 
navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So big Trump rally, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people descending on Washington. A planned and, uh, as I would assume, permitted march to the Capitol. Everybody knew that this was happening. But, all, you know, one thing I'm trying to understand here, because I looked at the crowd and the size was massive. So you have people from all walks of life and people coming uh, to express their frustration at the issues involving the campaign, all the campaign irregularities, et cetera, et cetera. Today being a big day, Ted Cruz in the in the Senate, and we have the House, 140 members, and Ted Cruz fighting very hard to follow a previous precedent, and that, of course, being that um, that of 1876, and saying, hey, wait a minute, if 83% of Republicans and 30% of independents and millions of Democrats don't trust the results, why don't we take 10 days and why don't we audit these results? And he was trying to get a majority of his fellow colleagues to go along with it. Now, there had been reports in the lead up to today that there could be possible extremist groups from right and left. I just saw a tweet, for example, somebody said, Leah, look at this guy. He's got a hammer and sickle on his hand tattooed. Um, So I don't know who the people are. I just know that it was not the vast majority of people that were there and peacefully protesting. Uh, But you always run the risk that when you have crowds this big, that that you're going to have these agitator groups in there and they've got to maintain law and order and they've got to protect Every politician, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on, we've got to protect our politicians. I said this all during the Obama years. You know, we must protect our our elected officials, period, end of sentence. That's it. Uh, the president has asked people to leave the Capitol, uh, those that, in fact, uh, had gone in there. Uh, there has been reports of a shooting. And um, Biden's out there blaming, of course, uh, President Trump for all of this today. And you know, are there issues involving the outright ignoring of of irregularities in the campaign? Well, when witnesses are ignored, state laws are ignored, the Constitution of Pennsylvania and the U.S. are ignored, uh, consent agreements that absolutely, to me, on the surface seem unconstitutional, and partisan observers allowed by law to observe the count aren't allowed, and then nobody pays any attention to it, it has led to a uh, a great deal of frustration for many in the country, but Americans that I know that support the president are peaceful. For those that would want to take a peaceful movement and turn it into something violent, there's no place for them. Period. End of sentence. Uh, John Solomon, editor in chief of JustTheNews.com, here to talk about the events in Washington. You've had your reporters on the ground all day. We have, yes. It's uh, <clears throat> what started as a peaceful, lawful protest and a process that uh, inside the Chamber of Congress, uh, senators are fighting lawfully to try to uh, object to things turned into violence. We see protesters. We don't know who they are yet. 
But we can tell you that they literally took the Capitol by siege. There is video footage we have of them fighting with officers. Kevin McCarthy has told us that shots were fired. There was a woman taken out in a stretcher that we visually saw. Looks like she was shot. We don't know for sure. Uh, police are saying there was a shooting. But uh, what started as a peaceful day, a celebratory day of uh, supporting President Trump, has turned into a, a moment of chaos. And just a little bit ago, the president uh, summoned the National Guard to the Capitol to disperse these crowds and try to bring the Capitol under control. Many lawmakers have, I've talked to are very shaken up and uh, had to be escorted under uh, armed uh, guards to even get out of harm's way. So it's a very chaotic moment. We won't know who the perpetrators are. For John, time. you saw the reports leading up to today that I saw, and that is yeah. that, you know, we there was everybody anticipated large crowds. You could see them yesterday and hear them yesterday. Yep. They were hearing them in the West Wing. They even Dan uh, Scavino uh, tweeted it out. The, the they knew they, they could just easily find out and determine hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are going to show up because they did. They were descending right. onto the town and there they go. They're there to peacefully protest. And yep. we had the reports that groups like Antifa, uh, other radical groups, I don't know the names of all of them, that they were there to cause trouble. My question is, is you would think under those circumstances, I know the National Guard is being called in now. I know the FBI and Secret Service are helping now. We want to keep all law enforcement officers safe and secure, and we want to keep every congressman and woman secure. My question is, why were they not prepared for this, knowing that they were going to march from the Washington Monument to the Capitol? Yeah, I think they were prepared for it in some degrees. Uh, there was an enormous security presence inside and outside the Capitol along the streets. And let me say this, on my way into work today, I stopped on the mall and I met with the people that were here. Couldn't be more friendly, couldn't be more proud. They had an American flag in their hand, many of them. The I saw young people, people, I saw old people, I saw families, yep. I saw you know patriotic Americans that are frustrated over the voting irregularities that we've all chronicled. Exactly. I saw a Vietnam veteran who said, I'm here because I shed my blood on the soil of a foreign country to keep my country safe, and I just want my voice to be heard today. Everybody that I met with intended to be peaceful. Police prepared for a bad situation. Somehow the Capitol windows were breached, and once that happened, large masses of people began to flow inside, and that's how the chaos... It seemed to happen in the beginning very quickly. They didn't really seem... They didn't seem to have the reinforcements I would have anticipated they have on a day like today. Yeah, there were a large number. Let me tell you, I have video were? footage we're going to put up on Just the News. You can okay. see 50, 60, 70 police officers in just one quadrant. They had a pretty large presence, but the numbers just overwhelmed them at some point. Yeah. What else can you tell us about? Do Have we been able to confirm if these groups did show up? Uh, I, I definitely saw some people wearing the Antifa symbols, you know, a little three-finger symbol. I saw many MAGA symbols. We the have, way, there, were, there, were, there were reports that, that some of these groups were telling their members to dress up in, quote, MAGA gear. Did you read that as well? Yep, I've heard those reports. I didn't read them, but I've heard them. Uh, we saw evidence of uh, people on uh, social media identifying brick and frozen water bottle locations, typical of the protests we saw elsewhere. But right now, the fog of war makes it impossible to assign responsibility. And I think right now what we're trying to do is support the police, get the situation under control, make sure there are no more injuries, and then we're going to sort out what happened here. We just really don't know who the perpetrators are. They certainly aren't the people I spent time on the mall with this morning who were here with pride and with peace and with, you know, an intention. Just Peaceful protest. There was most, yeah. the 99% always, right? There's, you and I no dealt a lot with the 99%. 
You know, I revere the FBI. Didn't really enjoy for three years us and us, our ensemble group uncovering, you know, abuse of power and corruption uh, of a group that I really have great have had great respect for my whole life. Um, so the next question I have is, are they in the process now? I understand the guard's been called up by the president. I understand the FBI has been called in. The, the Secret Service is assisting Capitol Police. Steve Scalise will join us at the bottom of the hour. I mean, he himself was a victim of violence. And um, my question is, are they now are they now effectively pushing people out of the Capitol area? They are. The, the last reports I saw just before I came on, we're beginning to see people exit the building. But there are, as you know, in the Capitol building, many nooks and crannies and small offices and big offices, conference rooms. It's going to take hours to clear the building and ensure that it is safe and under control. Uh, but there is evidence in the last 45 minutes of people beginning to exit. Uh, the police presence has doubled or tripled. I saw a caravan of maybe 100 cars come down a street, all police and, and from outside law enforcement units coming in to assist. Uh, the situation looks to be stabilizing, but it's going to take hours until we get back to some normalcy and back to the debate that was the lawful debate that Ted Cruz had started just a couple of hours ago. Um, all right, well, well, keep us in the loop. Uh, I know you have a lot of your reporters on the ground, and we're going to be checking back in with Rose Tennant and uh, others throughout the day. Thank you, John Solomon. Thanks, Sean. All right, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this program. You know, I want to go back and explain what it was Ted Cruz was trying to do. Ted Cruz, you know, following 1876, that was the election Rutherford B. Hayes, Samuel Tilden. In that election, just like this election, allegations of voter fraud in three states. And what he was asking his fellow senators to do and what was unfolding in Congress is that with these serious allegations that had not been fully vetted and investigated, if we're going to be blunt and honest here, the media didn't do it. They never talked to eyewitnesses. They never I never saw anybody in the media. OK, what does Wisconsin law say? Was the law violated? Let's look at what the chief justice says in his dissent. Let's look at what Pennsylvania its constitution has to say, let's look at uh, Georgia and this consent agreement that the secretary of state went into about signature verification standards. You know, why weren't partisan observers allowed? Why weren't eyewitnesses allowed? All legitimate, real questions. Um, nobody wanted to ask them. They just wanted to basically say, take the results and we don't care. And, you know, a lot of people said, well, the, you know, courts don't want to touch anything that is as controversial as something like this. OK, but that's kind of their job. Remember what the chief justice and one of the other dissenting judges in Wisconsin said? It is it is judicial activism through inaction. That's an exact quote. And so if we look at the state by state problems that we now have, Pennsylvania's a, a great case in point um in that particular state we know what happened we know what the state constitution of pennsylvania says now if you want to change or make a constitutional amendment you have to follow that process um if you look at georgia same thing you know michigan or wisconsin you you can't issue ballots if you don't have identity requirements and you don't have the state allowing as appropriated by the legislature would would be the constitutional process the right to have uh mail-in balloting you don't have that in all of these states if you look at what was what actually happened in this election now there could be some good in that sense brought out of this i don't think there's anything good about getting a bunch of people you know 
racing into the Capitol uninvited and and scaring the hell out of innocent people. I don't think that's that's what's going to get anything done. And I don't think that was by any stretch anywhere near the majority of people. We had people telegraphing, telling everybody that they were going to cause trouble. Unfortunately, they did. And hopefully they're being cleaned out now, as they should be. And law enforcement will get control of the situation. Um, so these are the issues that, you know, pretty much stand on where we are today. And I'm not sure when they're going to get back to the business that we expected would take a pretty long period of time. Because once the Senate and the House object to this, then they go through the painful process of actually debating all of this for X amount of time. It's only about two hours in each in each chamber. And then they eventually call for a vote on whether or not they're going to concur with it or approve the electors. Uh, the president is about to deliver a, a message, I understand. I think he's going to put it out on social media. Um, and I think it's a good idea to reinforce his call for peace and for people to leave peacefully the, the Capitol building. Uh, he said it earlier today before all of this had even gone down or even happened. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my and this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we continue our breaking news coverage about the events that have been unfolding in Washington, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people showing up today, and then uh, they marched to the Capitol, and it was from there, very quickly, they were able to, many people were able to gain entrance 
It was like in most cases, you're talking about a minority of people, but those that created trouble. There was one incident of a shooting there. The president released a message on Twitter, and he had said earlier in his speech he wanted people to be peaceful. He said uh, in, in the tweet, I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. We Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law at, and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. The president just released this message on social media. I know you're paying. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. The president also directing the National Guard to be deployed to the to D.C. after hundreds of his supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol. White House has confirmed at the president's direction, the National Guard is on its way, along with other federal protective services. Kaylee McEnany tweeting out uh, earlier today, we reiterate the president's call against violence and to remain peaceful. Uh, members of Congress evacuated. Some were wearing gas masks because they had apparently uh, some tear gas was released in the rotunda, according to Mo Brooks's report. Uh, anyway, hundreds of protesters then overpowered uh, Capitol Police. We don't know if they were from any particular group or not. I know there were there were a lot of reports and a lot of chatter that, in fact, that was going to happen, that that some of this chaos might have been planned by a few extremist groups. And both chambers were in session to vote to confirm and debate the issue in, involving Ted Cruz's amendment and the House's amendment. And there were th- and the whole thing had been pretty much approved and planned out. They were going to start and the president was going to address the crowd, which he did. And then from the Washington Monument, make it their way to the Capitol, let their voices be heard. Um, and in fact, then they were there was I guess the security breach took place from there and the floodgates opened up and the troublemakers got inside. And while most of the other people remained outside. Anyway, we'll have more on the other side of this. And when we come back, Congressman Steve Scalise will join us as well. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. All right, the president's message on social media from earlier today, 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. He was in the Capitol. He gave a great speech on the floor today. Uh, you had Ted Cruz in the Senate, Steve Scalise, uh, a victim of a violent shooting himself. He nearly lost his life that day in that ball field. Um, uh, you were there. All these people, There was a. it seemed like a very quick breach. I don't know who the agitators are. I know there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people there. Do you have any idea who they are? Hey, Sean. First, uh, let me say, as you know, you know, look, I, I wouldn't be here without Capitol Police. And, you know, to see some of our Capitol Police officers uh, assaulted, and it, that's, that's something none of us stand for. So uh, we need to get order back at the Capitol, and I know that they're in the process of doing that right now. Uh, and, you know, just keeping my prayers, uh, all of those law enforcement officers who were there keeping everybody else safe. And that's, that's what they do every day. That's what all of our law enforcement around the country do every day. It's why we love our men and women in uniform, Sean. Now, look, this is always the case. You get these agitators. They're, they're, 
You have hundreds and hundreds of people. Now, I understand the National Guard is going, the Secret Service is going, the FBI has been deployed, and uh, you know they're they're continuing. I guess they're in the process still of 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 cleaning out the Capitol, and I guess it takes a while because they got to go through every nook and cranny and make sure every area is safe. Is have you seen most of the people now, or beginning, or have left? It seems that way, but it's it's still not fully secured. And and of course, mm-hmm. you know, earlier today in D.C., there were some bomb threats. Uh, uh, potentially even a bomb that was actually discovered. So, you know, they've got to sweep uh, the the entire capital for uh, for devices like that, and and then and then we've got to get back to work. And uh, I know that's. Will you that's do? You, do you think you're planning on getting back to work today, or we don't know? I, I think it's possible for today. I don't know right now. Let me let me ask you, and you know, one of the things I've been pointing out, and I believe is that when you look at the election and and that is the the more recent issues that people have had here um you went lived through an impeachment of this president based on basically the testimony of one hearsay whistleblower anonymous that everybody in the democratic party and media thought was courageous and patriotic now we had all these witnesses as it relates to election irregularities and nobody ever wanted to even hear a word that they had to say um, I don't know if you read the Wisconsin Supreme Court decision, uh, but it was a brutal dissent led by the chief justice a 4-3 decision, the dissent led by the chief justice in which, you know, he discussed the very specific laws of Wisconsin that did not allow for mail-in balloting. Seven million ballots given out by the secretary of state in, in Michigan. Pennsylvania's uh, constitution is clear that they don't allow mail-in balloting, but it, millions of people did it in, in Pennsylvania this year that had never happened before. Um, and they bypassed amending the constitution, which would have been the appropriate way. Uh, partisan observers couldn't observe in pretty much every state. We've chronicled all of that. But nobody paid any attention to it. And so yes, I'm, I'm looking at what are real issues involving. I, I think if we care about future elections, we've got to get these issues resolved. People show up to peacefully protest today, and then you get those people that weren't there for peaceful reasons. And But the fundamental issues of resolving elections seems to me to be paramount at this moment. Right, Sean. And, you know, ultimately the people that committed acts of violence are going to be held accountable and need to be. They must be, uh, But Absolutely. we are also then going to get back. And then we're going to get back to the, that fundamental debate. We've got, to, we've got to get back to our work, and we will. And when you talk about some of those cases, I've heard from so many of my colleagues from states where the legislature sets the rules for establishing electors. That's what the Constitution calls for. And yet, in many states, they went around that. They went to secretaries of state and bullied or coerced secretaries of state to change the rules uh, to give them advantage. They went to courts, like you mentioned, in close decisions. The bottom line is, if somebody changed the rules outside of a legislative body, that's against what the Constitution lays out for the rules of selecting electors. And we've got to get back to that, Sean. Uh, People that that have lost confidence in the election system, they, they need that restored. We need to get it restored. And it means getting back to what the law says. If you want to change a law, you go to your state legislature. I was in a state legislature. Uh, I was on one of those committees, and we would have those hearings for hours at a time if a minor change was going to be made to election law. And it would be in public view. People could come testify. The public could. The people that actually have to run elections would come and testify and explain if it was going to create problems, and you would work through that. And instead of doing that, they went in Pennsylvania and 
Wisconsin, in a number of states. They, they just went around that constitutional system, and they've been doing it for a long time, Sean, and, and that's what's got to end. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I do believe that there have been, you know, a lot of issues in the last four years that are historically unprecedented, and I, and I pointed them out many, many times on this program, and I think, you know, if, you, if we're trying to understand why so many people are so frustrated and where people's minds are at, and I'm talking about the peaceful people. I don't, I want nothing to do with anybody that is involved in violence, but pe- peaceful people. Right, you and me both. Uh, right. Which I think is the vast majority. And I... And and you look at, for example, I can't think of another moment in history where you had a candidate running for president where they used the other candidate's unverified Russian dossier. We've, it took three years to get to the bottom of it, but that's what happened as a means of spying on the candidate, the transition team, and then the president. And yet nobody in the media cared at all. They, they actually went with a phony narrative about Trump-Russia collusion. It wasn't true. Uh, I never saw an instance or expected in my lifetime that an unverifiable dossier by the one candidate would then be used as the predicate for four FISA warrants that for over a year to spy on a candidate transition team and president and lie to a FISA court and never, ever verify anything. And now Comey and Rod Rosenstein and Sally Yates all say, oh, yeah, knowing what we know now, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have done it. But they did it. And I haven't noticed anybody in the media that said we were wrong on our Russia-Trump narrative, but it did happen with Hillary's dossier. Uh, we should have, we, we can't have the courts being lied to to get warrants to spy on presidents. Um, everyone you know, cared about quid pro quos. Go ahead. Right. It was a lie from the beginning, Sean. And, and, and there were people within some of the intelligence agencies that were part of that. And, and I want to see, like you want to see accountability uh, for those people that, that were part of that. Because, you know, the media perpetuated the lie just because, they hate the president, but there were so many, uh, so many people in some of these agencies that were part of it. You know, the quote-unquote insurance policy. Uh, those people need to be held accountable, and uh, and, it, and it can't happen again because they spent years, years trying to undermine this president's ability uh, to govern. Yeah. They tried to remove him from office uh, through this fake impeachment uh, without any evidence. There was no evidence. There never was. There were allegations. They were uh, every one of them was disproven, and yet they just kept. Uh, kept going at it, kept going at it. Yeah. And and then, you know, then we have other examples of hypocrisy. I think, you know, the whole impeachment, you were there for the whole thing based on a phone call about a quid pro quo. There was only one fact witness ever brought before the House or Senate. And that one fact witness said, no, there was no quid pro quo. We have a lot of opinion witnesses, hearsay witnesses, an anonymous hearsay whistleblower brings it out. And Americans have been watching. And again, these are like, unprecedented things that have that have happened in this country and i would argue like yeah. you would argue it, it can't happen course, again people that participated in that call both right. were very happy with the call because they were both thanking each other uh for the the great job president trump did for the great job that the president of ukraine did uh trying to get after corruption uh, but i apologize i've got to run into another meeting sean but we're working to get the capitol back opened and uh and, well, and our thoughts and prayers are with everybody. Perfect. I don't care what their politics are. We got to keep our elected officials safe. You lived through, you nearly died on that ball field. Uh, we want to keep our Capitol Police. They saved your life. They walked across an open field they to did. protect your life and, and uh, up against a rifle. I mean, they're amazing people, our law enforcement. We want to keep everybody in Washington yeah, safe God today. Bless sir. Our men and women in uniform, Sean.
All right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Um, and, you know, that's the latest. We're going to get updates from John Solomon, Rose Tennant on the ground. And uh, anyway, let's go to Jeremy in Mississippi. Hey, Jeremy, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean. Uh, hey, I just uh, I want to thank you for having me on the show first real quick. But I want to say, you know, this is not about Democrat or Republican. We're all Americans here. This is about what's right and what's wrong. Our country was founded on honesty and trust and integrity. And how are we to pursue ourselves as big brother across this world, this big planet, as big brother, if we're doing the same thing? I am totally against violence. I'm totally against the fighting. I do know this. Truth will always come to light. Always. And I want a lot of people that are listening to know that, that there's no need to fight. It's going to come out sooner or later. It will come out. Look, I just what what America needs this is what was Ted Cruz was brilliant today. He's like, you might not agree. You might disagree with everything. But the American people are screaming at us that these are real problems. And we owe it to them to get to the bottom of it. Now, you might say, well, what about the court decisions? OK, that's a fairly strong argument, except courts don't want anything to do with a lot of these things. And I would even argue that some of the people involved were, were probably disorganized, and and I didn't find so, every argument the strongest argument at all. For me, it was always about the Constitution and the law, although we do have people that are way smarter than I am. Remember, I'm the guy that doesn't even understand uh, Bitcoin, no matter how many times I have friends explain it to me, but that are data professionals. I talked about them a couple of times this week, and nobody wanted to hear from an eyewitness, not one. And I think in that sense, it's led to a frustration that, hey, you don't even want to hear our side. And the idea that a lot of a lot of stuff has gone on and it seemed OK because it was against Donald Trump and they all hate Trump. So then whatever means are necessary to get him out of office and and destroy his name and reputation and impeach him and and push conspiracy theories is OK. It's not, you know, the, their handling of things has not been fair or balanced. The media is corrupt. There's no doubt about it. Journalism, I've said many times, is dead. Anyway, Jeremy, appreciate your insight. Thank you for uh, being with us. Uh, let's say hi to Bridget in New Jersey. Bridget, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I just, I have to say, this is so disappointing. And I think most rational people don't condone violence. However, I would like to know if the reporters can say with 100 percent certainty, are these, in fact, Trump voters? Because Republicans don't typically act this way. My other point is that I am so glad people are coming out about uh, against the violence. But where were they three months ago? Where were they? You know, where were they two months ago? It would have been nice if everybody would have come out against any violence, regardless if it's Democrat, Republican, independent. And the fact that people stayed quiet when the violence was happening in the summer and, you know, throughout the... You mean when they weren't peaceful, but we were lectured by Democratic uh, uh, representatives and mayors that they were peaceful? And like, no, they're not. And Exactly. Exactly. And they should everybody should have collectively come out and said, hey, you know what? We, You know, rational people, we agree that, you know... There may be disparities and we're going to work on them, but absolutely none of this violence is acceptable. And it doesn't matter. It shouldn't be a part of that thing. should be a simple thing that we all agree on. 
the right to peacefully exactly. protest. I have no problem with peaceful protests. But when exactly. they take over city blocks and burn down police uh, uh, precincts and take over police precincts, you can't allow that to happen. And you can't exactly. allow people to go into the Capitol either, as happened today, and and literally, you know, take over a Capitol. You can't have that. Who are the people responsible? I don't know. Is it all, is it the majority of the people that showed up at the protest today? Not at all. Uh, they were there peacefully. I saw a lot of families, older people, young people. Uh, they were expressing their point of view peacefully, which I fully support and endorse. And I think everybody, that might be something we should all agree on. And But you do in these instances get people that have very specific agendas. Now, I've been hearing things. They were in the lead up to today. There were a lot of reports that there might be these extremist groups on both sides. I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with any of these people um, because, it, you know, you've got to keep we've got to keep our fellow citizens first safe and secure. We've got to protect our, as much as I don't like maybe somebody's political point of view, if you're an elected politician, it's our job to protect you. Period, end of sentence. You protect your capital, you protect government property. End of sentence. That's it. And uh, because there had been so much warning about this being a very big protest today and reports that there might be extremists that, that try to tie themselves to it, I was a little surprised that they didn't seem as prepared as I might have been. But what do I know? I'm not law enforcement. I'm not saying anybody did anything wrong, but they didn't seem prepared for it Um, because this can happen in our country. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. The president said he wanted it peaceful. He's asked people to leave. He's right. You're right, too. You know, American, we have to be consistent across the board. All right, hour three, uh, news roundup information overload hour. We continue our breaking news coverage. Uh, the mostly peaceful protest that started at the Washington Monument early this this morning, uh, ending up with a march to the Capitol and then a breach of Capitol security. And who, I don't know, identify groups, I don't know, I can't say, I'm not going to speculate um, there have been reports that there might be some agitators uh, among the groups of people that would show up today. Um, anyway, and then inside the Capitol and pretty much running free all through the Capitol building, Congress, the Senate uh, were both in, in session. This is when Ted Cruz was laying out his case in the House. There was expected 140 members of the, of the House and the Senate. It was Ted Cruz and about a dozen other people going through the objections we have been talking a lot about. Um, And that is demanding an electoral commission like they had in 1876 to look at the allegations of serious fraud and irregularities in the election, uh, citing all of the recent polls that show majorities of Republicans, vast majorities, 83 percent, according to Gallup, um, that in fact their concerns are addressed and looked at. Um, And by the way, which I don't think has actually gotten a full enough hearing from my own perspective, but that's separate and apart from this. You can't have people, you know, marching into the Capitol uh, and taking over the Capitol and putting uh, innocent people's lives uh, at risk and law enforcement at risk. Guns were drawn in the Capitol. One person reportedly shot. Here with updates we have from JustTheNews.com, John Solomon. He has his reporters out all day, fanned out all throughout the city. Uh, Our good friend Rose Tennant has been there all day reporting for us. Uh, Rose, let's go back to you first. Where are you now? Okay, I just made it back to my hotel, so a lot of people are... I'm actually glad to hear that. Can you invite some of your friends over for drinks? Oh, honey, you better believe it. There's a liquor store right next door, and I'm going in. 
I am. In other words, <laughs> can you tell people we know that you want to go home and go be safe? I don't. There's curfew there at six o'clock. I don't. And yeah. you know, if if there are those that don't do not have peaceful intentions, whatever extremist group they might be with, uh, right. or agitators of any kind, you don't want to be out in the middle of this. We want to protect uh, it, law enforcement, innocent people like yourself. You, absolutely, and I think that's why we play it safe. And you go back to your hotel. You did what you came here to do. Um, those people, and I'm talking about the people that came here to peacefully protest. Now, does that mean they aren't angry? Yes. Does that mean they're violent? No. So I don't know who those people are that rushed Pelosi's office or some of the others, but I do know the people I watched march, the multitude, and they were peaceful, but yet they had had enough. And they wanted their voice to be heard, not in a violent way, but in a loud and clear way. And I think it, it, it would, it has been heard today. It maybe would have been heard a little clearer if some of those crazies hadn't gone into those offices. But listen, Sean, these are peaceful people, but they've had enough. They want their voice to be well, heard. It's different and apart to... from those people that were involved in, you know, march, you know, storming into the Capitol that way. I mean, there's a very different feel to it. And, um, you know, people absolutely have every right to peacefully protest. I said this about, you know, all the protests that were going on this morning. If it's peaceful, great. But when it's not peaceful, we're not going to deny that it's not. And um, anyway, they're in the process of restoring order. John, you've been checking in with your people all throughout the day. Where are we now? Yeah, I think the Capitol is calming down. There is a strong show of force. I think a lot of the protesters have cleared the building and followed the instructions now and cleared the building. But it's such a massive complex, it's going to take a long time to make sure that there are no other threats and other people hiding or in other places. Um, and, you know, uh, you're hearing from a lot of uh, Republicans condemning it, saying this is not Republican behavior. This is the behavior of anarchists, and we condemn it, and every single person who participated should be prosecuted. We've heard that from top to bottom, from Mike McCall to Tom Cotton. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there was a peaceful process a constitutional process underway in the Capitol to address the grievances. And unfortunately, these anarchists, these protesters uh, interrupted that process. I suspect it will get started later tonight or early tomorrow. You know, it's interesting because you're right. This was the peaceful process. It's not like this is something that has not happened before. We've gone through the historical precedent surrounding this. And, you know, we've also gone through you know, a lot of, well, okay, if we want to understand why the peaceful protesters are there, I, I tried to give an explanation why I think they're there. You know, I think they're frustrated that eyewitnesses to voter fraud were, were just totally and completely and utterly ignored post-election. People that had stories, whistleblowers, if you'll be, John, I think they right. were a little Jesse little Jacob, angry yeah. that in every state that has statutory language about partisan observers and that those partisan observers in state after state didn't observe the law and weren't able to observe the counting. And then the specific issues of states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin that we've gone over in great detail, chain of custody issues. These are all legitimate arguments, except, of course, nobody on the left, the media, the Democrats want to hear any of them. Yeah, I think that was was originally what today was supposed to be about, to peacefully express the frustration, show the size and numbers of it. Uh, you had 100 plus lawmakers yesterday send Mike Pence an email asking for a delay in certification. That's a large number of state legislators. There were tens of thousands of people here. But I think all that will be remembered from this day, sadly, through history and, and, and for the coming future, is the, the violence that erupted at the Capitol. And that sets back 
all of the peaceful protesters' cause in a big way. And uh, you know, I think what's happening across America is people are realizing this election wasn't lost in the final uh, days from Labor Day. It was lost much earlier when Democratic operatives uh, changed the rules and usurped the authority of the legislative uh, bodies. And people are just coming to grips with that. And that's what the frustration is here. Uh, but violence is never a great way to solve it. And I think today uh, we saw the, the consequences of that. We are hearing some officers are injured. So that's bad news as well. I mean, yeah, I agree. The, yeah, go ahead. And, oh, you know, we had sorry, state police say, on. So I, go, go ahead. Well, Rose, go ahead. Right. I mean, the, there's a, a level of frustration now. I mean, we, they walked into the protest today frustrated, but not angry to the point of doing harm. But now there's a new level of frustration because they had a very strong showing, and I would disagree with John. I would say there were hundreds of thousands. They were on every street feeding into the Capitol, feeding to, into the Ellipse area. They had a very strong showing, um, and their voice was loud, and it was heard and seen. And then when you have something like this happen, that adds to their frustration, because these are good people who love this country. That's all I saw were good people who were peacefully loving this country and wanting to be seen and heard. That's all they wanted today. And they had, listen, and I've covered so many of these kinds of protests, and I have never seen a crowd like this. They were very well behaved. You have these, I don't know who they are. I do know some, and I'm like Sean, I'm not going to say anything yet until that has been confirmed, but I know they weren't those people. Those people came here to say, we have had it, and, and they have had, Listen, they've had the left and the media tell them that their voice doesn't matter. They've had the media sh- that silence their voice. I can't tell you how many times I've been in and out of Twitter's timeout. They are tired of it. This is America. We don't get, we don't, are not supposed to be censored. And they've had it. They've had it. You know, John, when you, when I, when I was discussing, a lot of people, have, you know, we, we broke down almost on a daily basis. It took us nearly three years that the, the Trump-Russia collusion story pushed by the mob and the media was a lie, and right. that there really was a, a Russian dossier that was used to impact the 2016 or, uh, election, and Hillary paid for it. And that's confirmed. There's no ambiguity here. And then that dossier, unverifiable because it was false, was then used as a predicate to get a warrant to spy on a candidate and transition team and then president. Uh, and they knew it, and they still kept applying, you know, Comey, Rosenstein, Yates. All, oh, yeah, knowing what we know now, we wouldn't have signed the FISA warrants. A little late, and all of that happened. Nobody in the media ever said, you know, oh, sorry, we lied to you for three years. Nobody ever corrected the record, nor did they show any level of concern on Russia at all when it came to a, a dirty Russian dossier. That, that's, that angered a lot of people, including me. Yeah, listen, one of the things that we've learned is that Donald Trump was ushered in because people were frustrated by the institutions of government and media and others. And while he was in president, it was those same institutions that tried to undercut the will of the people time and again. And uh, I think the frustration today is the realization that despite Donald Trump's valiant effort to fight these institutions, the institutions have actually further thwarted their will over time. And I'll give you just one example. I went through yesterday. There were at least 180 news articles yesterday alone that said vote, any claim of voting irregularities are baseless. I wrote a story today. There are seven claims that are verified by the courts, verified by state officials. They're, they're not baseless. And so when people keep hearing that factual things that they know to be true are baseless or they hear false allegations levied, they become more and more angry. Again, violence is not the solution to it. 
But uh, the, the scenario we saw today is the ultimate rejection of these institutions. You know, I've been talking yeah. even way before the election rose about these institutional failures, the media at the top yeah. of the list, the Democratic Party at the top of the list. Russia was one huge, massive, three-year-long double standard, rank hypocrisy, the uh-huh. same thing with Ukraine, and on issues involving the election and irregularities, there was zero curiosity amongst the institutions, nor any concern whatsoever. Uh, for example, on one issue, they didn't care what eyewitnesses said. I find this lack of curiosity only when it suits their political agenda beyond disturbing. Oh, exactly. And that is a huge part of the anxiety and the frustration that the people are feeling. Look, we always were told that in this country, any kid could grow up and be president. Well, guess what? The the, the GOP or the establishment has always said, yeah, any kid, as long as it's this one or, you know, a rhino. But you know what? This time, any kid did become president, and they hated it. They hated it. And that guy got in there, and he came out of nowhere, and he made things happen, and he was exposing things. And that is what we are being punished for. That is what the president's being punished for. And we have had it. We've had it. Our, we are, our economy was the best it's been in a long time. There were so many things that were being done and being done right. And now, you know, it was stolen from us. And we're not just upset for ourselves. We don't, it's not just us. We're upset for the country. We're upset for the future, for future generations. We recognize this for what it is. And those Republicans who think that, you know, let's just sweep this under the door and let's move on to the next election. I have news for you, buddy. There is no more free elections because if we allow this to happen, 2016 was the last free election this country ever had. The, at the end of the day, and I think Ted Cruz was leading up to all of this, is that the problem is if you change laws, ignore laws, ignore state constitutions, if you ignore irregularities, if you don't want to hear from real whistleblowers, then it's going to happen. I'll quote the, the chief justice of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Unless you have the courage to deal with what the law is, this is not going to stop happening. So we still we we have so many issues that have been now discovered that do need to be fixed if we want free, fair, honest elections that people have confidence in and their integrity is is there. And that that at the end of the day is where we're headed. Um, I don't know how, you know, there's a simple answer, and that is to follow the law, follow the Constitution, follow the process. And at, at the end of the day, then, you know, you let the chips fall where they will. I've been at this 33 years, Rose Tennant. You haven't been far behind me. You're much younger, though. And and all these years, you know, listen, I've, I've had election cycles I love and some I don't like. But guess what? You just keep moving forward. The fight for liberty and freedom never ends. Right. All right. Rose, thank time. you. Uh, yeah. Stay safe. You, John Solomon, thank you. Please stay safe. Mob media is is so corrupt because we've condemned the violence so often here of what we see when we see it. I don't care what form it takes. I don't care who's involved in it. I don't want that. That is not how we resolve differences in this country. It's just not. We don't want that. We're not going to support that. Uh, Now, peaceful protesting. I, I thought liberals told us that was a good thing. It is a good thing. We have freedom of speech. Thank God we have it. Uh, And it works for everybody, whether you like what some people are saying or you don't like what pe- some people are saying. And when I said I'm explaining, you know, why are so many people in Washington today 
I'm talking about the people that are involved in any violence, putting anybody's life at risk. We don't support it. Never would. Condemn it. Have a all, all day today. But the point is, if you want to understand why some people feel this way, you can't look at this in a vacuum. You just meaning the the election irregularities. That is, to me, that's part of the issue. The other issue is, is what I've been warning about since before this election, which is we have institutional failure in this country at the highest level imaginable. You have breathtaking hypocrisy. You have breathtaking, you know, when, when you can lie to the American people in one voice as Democratic members in the media mob, not one of them ever corrected the record on their Russia lies, not one. And then you have the media, the willing accomplices lying to the American people and spreading these crazy conspiracy theories while simultaneously ignoring the real dirty Russian dossier. And then, of course, that being corrupted, unverifiable as it is, and used as a FISA warrant, the three people, you know, three of the people that signed them said, oh, yeah, I wouldn't sign it now. A little late. It was premeditated fraud on a court to spy on a presidential candidate. This all, you know, th- this is why peaceful protesters are angry, why a lot of people showed up. Who these people were that were involved in, in, in storming the Capitol today, I have no idea. And I don't want to, you know, you, you can't do that. We have to protect our government property. You have to t- protect institutions. You have to protect politicians, whatever their political persuasion. It's just it's mandatory in this country. And we can do it. And you can still peacefully protest and fight for change that we really we need a lot of changes on election laws. Clearly. All right. Twenty five to the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, our number. You want to be a part of the program. We're going to get to your calls here in a minute. Louis Gohmert is there uh, as all of this was unfolding today. You know, Louis, we started out. We have peaceful protests. They are there to express their frustration about voting irregularities. Uh, there's a planned march to the Capitol. Uh, they get there, and then there is a group of people, I don't know who they are, um, that breach the security and then start racing into the Capitol. Um, you were inside. What was it like from your end? And by the way, we can't have this happen. Yeah, we can't. And uh, violence in any form is just absolutely inappropriate. Uh, and you know, you've, you've seen, you've been part of them and you, you know, especially Trump rallies, they're as peaceful as you get, but, uh, this, you know, you, you can tell by, uh, the things that have gone on, you had some people that came ready to instigate violence to, to get into the Capitol. And you did that. I'm telling you, I'm sure there were some Trump supporters that came into the Capitol behind the instigators, but we really do need to get to the bottom of who they were. But I know you remember, wasn't it James O'Keefe that did the undercover and got one of the Democratic leaders to admit uh, that, yeah, they're the ones that funded the violence at the Trump rallies back in 2016. And then they went, the Democrats went around blaming Trump. Oh, look, he has all these violence. We can't have him as president. And it turned out they were paying people to go start violence at his his events. But this turned tragic here. I mean, it, it, and uh, actually, Sean, last night, I, I love the Capitol Police. Of 
course, I, I give them ribs a lot of times when I cook them, but I haven't been able to cook since last March. And uh, anyway, some of my Capitol Police friends were telling me last night here at the Capitol, they said, yeah, tomorrow could be a tough day. You know, we're all called in. We're all going to be here ready to go. And we've been alerted that uh, Antifa will be sending a lot of people. They're going to wear red Trump paraphernalia hats, sweatshirts, things. And uh, they're going to try to blend in, but they're going to cause violence, and we've got to be ready for it. And you see, well, some I had heard these reports on. a number of times, and I'm like, yeah. uh, the last thing we want, because you know people exactly. do have a right to peacefully protest, and there are some real yep. issues involving, as you know, yes. the election. Yes. And but there were reports Absolutely. that they would, and that people might put on quote MAGA gear. I've not been able to confirm any of them. Do you? Have you been able to? Uh, well, we've been looking here at the office online, and people were saying, look, here's a ringleader here uh, in yellow, and it looks like he has a uh, hammer and sickle tattoo on his hand. And then somebody else said, no, no, that's a, he's a gamer. Well, you know, it's uh, two, two minutes in one. Uh, yes, he's a gamer, but he's also in, uh, let's see, picture here with well, let me let me ask you this rather than i uh, you know rather t- t- than tearing apart yeah. some of these images i've been looking at them i see them but you know unless till i confirm yeah. them. but i want to get to this what now they knew i would assume that you know law enforcement knows when hundreds of thousands of people descend on washington there were big crowds yesterday right yeah yeah and exactly. they knew the crowd was going to go from the washington monument and march all the way down to the capitol correct Yes, that's right. And they so I guess my only question is why did. why weren't there more people there? Knowing knowing that the likelihood is that you're always gonna have bad apples in groups, right? Sure, sure. Are you Because it wasn't the overwhelming number of people there? that showed up to peacefully no. express their their frustrations well, at the election and irregularities. Well, I can tell you my own personal experience. You remember the uh, the rally that ended up at the Supreme Court back in December? Um, I was out there. I spoke to that crowd. And uh, I was telling people, you know, we need to follow the teachings of uh, Dr. King that, uh, you know, we achieve more through peaceful protest and, and not violence. And here I've got uh, people trying to accuse me of stirring the violence up. No, I'm just no historically as a historian, it, when the institutions to work out disputes civilly uh, refuse to take the cases up, then it it often results in violence. I, I, I know that from history. Well, I guess my, my question is more aligned with, okay, when you know you've got this yeah. lar- these large groups coming to town, I mean, and the reason yeah. I'm saying is because I want everybody protected. Now you are, yeah, and I exactly. want every politician, I don't care what your politics are, we got to protect people. Yeah, um, my exactly. question is sure. that th- there seems, and we're going to have to probably address, um, you know, how to better protect uh, our Capitol building and, and public buildings uh, from those. Um, we went through a lot of this different form, different ways, different issues over the summer. Um, but you got to yep. protect businesses and police precincts. Yeah. You can't let people take over city streets. You can't let people and, start and marching the, into the Capitol. 
uh, like what we saw today. What was going on on the floor of the Capitol when this was all going on? Were you on the floor? Well, I had just walked off the floor, and, you know, the the, the chaos started, and in all the chaos, it, it was it was a little crazy when we were told, you know, uh, you know, it's a lockdown. Uh, get under your seats. Well, I don't know. Was there ten inches under those seats in the house floor? And you know, people were going, "I can't fit under that seat." I mean, what, was some about? of the people that had had gotten into the Capitol marching straight into the chambers? No, no, they didn't, and I don't. Uh, as far as I could tell, nobody uh, that was part of the uh, House or Senate was not able to get out uh, before those folks came toward our chamber. So, um, I, I, as far as I could see and tell, I think everybody got out of the uh, House chamber and got on their way before people got in. Uh, into the House chamber, but they yelled there was a breach and um, you know, a lockdown, but but people were getting out, and they were doing what they were told to do, and so it, it was good from that standpoint, but, um, you know, some of it, oh, and, and uh, then once they got in there, there were people in the Capitol. I mean, did you uh, run into people been- that that were part of this in the yeah. halls, or did well, you, you know, did you see people, or no? Lois Lane in leather, uh, she was still over there when they started to use tear gas. Right. So I saw her a while ago, and she showed they gave these, you know, the gas hoods to people. And I know there's one under every House member's seat in the House chamber, but I did. They've got a little blower, a little fan on there that that filters the air coming in. And actually, it's not a bad little system. Uh, but uh, well, so I think for I, future security, Louis, to protect everybody that works in the Capitol, it sounds to me like we, yeah. we need to reevaluate yeah. things. But we can do that going down the road. That doesn't stop what happened today. And, no, uh, and but Sean, I think the I think the Capitol Police. Uh, there's just enough to take care of the Capitals and the office buildings for the Senate and House. But when it comes to protecting this huge area out here, uh, they're not enough. And we've seen from the D.C. mayor, she was not interested in protecting the White House when it was under attack. And, uh, you know, it it took a lot of pushing from the president to get some D.C. police uh, from the city to help. And so we're not we don't get a lot of help from the D.C. mayor. Uh, so. That's something that's got to be reevaluated. It, it's very serious because, as you saw, as you've talked about, they didn't protect monuments, federal buildings, and it took a you know a president that was going to make sure things were protected to finally get them protected. Because the what are the sure plans? Have, it, have you heard anything about whether the Congress will go back in session or not tonight, tomorrow? What are you hearing? Well. Uh, yeah, it'll be tomorrow, but the buildings are locked down now. I was going to go walk outside, but uh, we've been told the buildings are locked down. Nobody goes in or out, and, you know, it's going to be late tonight, if at all, before they allow people to go home. So, uh, you know, we got a 6 p.m. curfew here in Washington, D.C., 
But uh, uh, anyway, when I was doing your show before, I got some Tony's meatballs and spaghetti. So uh, I've got that out going and going to serve that to my staff. And uh, anyway, I don't know how you got it delivered under the current circumstances, but good for you. Um, all right, yeah, Louis Gomer, yeah. thank you, Congressman. Uh, let's say hi to Alan in Tennessee. Hey, Alan, thanks for hanging in there. How are you? Sean, thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, yeah, I agree that the violence is definitely not something that we should do. But uh, I, I understand the frustration. It's like we're having a one-way conversation talking into a black hole. It, it seems like nothing is really getting done. And this, not just with the election results or the that, but going back to the beginning of his presidency, I mean, nothing is getting done. And, you know, we're flipping the bill to pay these people to be our spokespeople. And well, it's I think that's why all the peaceful protesters were there. If you want to understand them, right. why so many showed up, the election irregularities, Russia, Russia lies, a lack of concern about a dirty Russian dossier, premeditated fraud on a FISA court, a dual standard as it relates to quid pro quos, not not vetting certain candidates for office. That's what the peaceful protesters were there for, correct? Right, but it's a deaf conversation here. Nobody's listening. That's all true. I'm not disagreeing. That's where the frustration comes from. I think that was the point that Senator Cruz very articulately made today. Alan, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's say hi to Stephanie in Kentucky. Hey, Stephanie, glad you called. Hi, Sean. Um, I just, uh, I'm glad you had me on. I just, uh, not sure what people expected. I would never condone violence, but there's 74 million, at least of us, um, supporters of that think that this election was stolen and the legislature doesn't want to listen to us. The media doesn't listen to us. The Supreme Court was too chicken to take on the to take on the case. And what do you expect people to do? They're they're backed into a corner. You have fifty well, that, that, isolated. Listen, if you want to know why the, the crowd population. was so big in Washington today, I think you just articulated it. And I don't think anybody went there with the intention of doing anything other than peacefully protest. Except yeah. some you always get a group or whatever, people that, you know, you can't count on to do that. Right. Yeah. I just I don't know what people expect. The the people that are in the office, for the most part, you I mean you could probably count a number of them all on, on your hand who remember who they work for and who elected them and what their job is. And there's a vast majority of them that do not remember who that is. They work for themselves. They've doubled their fortune since they've been in there, and they don't care what their job is actually supposed to be. I don't think and that, people that, are just that fed up. the media and these institutions understand how angry large percentage of the population are again the peaceful protesters i'm making a delineation anyway thank you stephanie diana florida hi hi sean we the people are god-fearing country loving president trump loving but we're we're sick of it sean we're fed up we're tired of the lies we're tired of the cheating the deception the fraud we're sick to death of the blatant criminal politicians running our country into the ground and we want justice we demand justice. The silent majority is not silent anymore, and it's now power to the people. Well, I mean, and, what, what I mean, when you talk about that, isn't that why every peaceful protester showed up today to express this? Yes. I mean, Antifa. how are you going to get that many people there otherwise, except there's some cause that they're rallying behind, right? Exactly. 
But and all of it was Antifa. I saw moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas in that crowd. I didn't see people that were, were went there to charge the Capitol. Did you? No. It's on video. It's all Antifa. Yeah. It's well, I don't, proven. you know, I mean, I, I, and that's the thing. I had heard these reports that they might even wear MAGA gear. I don't know what, the, I don't know who the people are that got in there. I've seen they videos like you have, but um, I, I don't think, uh, but that's, that doesn't represent how we, the people feel or why we feel like we do the, the honest, peaceful protest of why are we mad? Why are people mad? And I'm telling you why. Because they ignored, you're right, they ignored the eyewitnesses. They ignored the law in Wisconsin. They ignored the Constitution in Pennsylvania. They made a stupid consent decree of agreement in Georgia. They ignored partisan observers not observing. They ignored chain of custody issues. Yeah, they've ignored it all. And no, seemingly don't care. Just like they didn't care about the dossier. They didn't care about Joe's quid pro quo. They don't care about the Biden foreign family syndicate. They didn't care about vetting Biden. And Americans are not stupid. They see it. Patriotic Americans, law-abiding, peaceful citizens see all of this. And at this point, you know, there is, you know, bubbling over frustration with them. But they still came peacefully. Very clear distinction. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Um, Let not your heart be troubled. Hannity tonight at 9. We'll have the very latest out of D.C. and elsewhere. See you then. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.